Well, welcome to the Cross Points Podcast. And before we go anywhere, Pastor Andy. This is the Andy and David Podcast. No, that is. <laughs> yes. No, I was just getting ready to say, how about those Chiefs? Oh, Come yes. on. Super Bowl champions. Who would have thought? Uh, you know, I never, I kind of didn't ever think. Yeah, I, let me tell you, fourth quarter, I'm going to be transparent, Andy, with you and the whole world out there. <laughs> the fourth quarter, I was like, well, I guess we'll have to do this another year. Yeah, you know, I I always had a little, I had faith because I had you, seen them come back. But see, I did, you had more faith I was than telling I myself okay. in the third quarter, <laughs> I was working myself up to be like, yeah. you know, I'm just going to enjoy the rest of this moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm just right. going to enjoy the fact that we're it's in the Super the Bowl. It's still the big game. Yeah. 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 So I was, I'm where with, I was there with you, but at <laughs> yeah. the same time, I was holding out hope. Yeah. I, I literally, um, I was down in the dumps. And I was, re- I really was, and I couldn't believe it because you yeah. know I'm not a huge sports no, guy, but I was invested in this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, when the tide started turning, and when I knew, uh, I don't know what play it was, but when they uh, scored that other touchdown, I was just like, we're. We're gonna win, <laughs> yeah. and I and my boys were not watching because they could care less. Right. Okay. Right. But I shouted, "We're gonna win!" And they both came running up to me. What are you talking about, Dad? <laughs> and you said their response was, "Are we gonna have school?" Yeah, that's exactly right. The next question was, "Are we gonna have school?" Yeah. And I said, "Probably not." Yeah. <laughs> and they're not, so it should be fun. It's all right. Yeah, it's all good. It's great. So, uh, 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 Andy, thank you for being here on the podcast. Absolutely. If you don't know, Pastor Andy is our family ministries pastor here at Cross Points Church. Uh, he wears a lot of different hats, not only literally, the Chiefs hats, um, but he does a lot of things here at the church. And uh, man, I just uh, so appreciate you, Pastor Andy, sure. and all that you do. I really mean that. Like, we've known each other for a long, long time, and uh, I love the um, perspective that you bring to the team. So well, thank you. It's really thank good. Uh, okay, so um, you had asked me to watch something. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Yes, uh, it is. It's the, a documentary. A documentary on the Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers. Could you... The Joe Bros. Hey, the Joe... And listen, I didn't know anything about the Joe... I didn't even know who the Joe Bros were until yeah. uh, until Aura Hayes told yeah. me about the Joe Bros. And I was like, who are these guys? I don't even well, know what you're talking about. It's in, in your defense, okay. you are not a father of teenage girls. I don't have girls. Nope. There's no nope. pink in our house. Nope. So <laughs> I had two... One in particular, teenage daughter. So okay. we knew all about the Jonas Brothers. Okay. Didn't go to concerts or anything like that, but I knew about the Jonas Hold Brothers. Did, I watched you, the did TV. you grow up with the Jonas? I mean, your kids grew up with yeah. them. Okay. Yeah, they were Disney, right? Right. Like you watched the documentary, right? So yeah, yeah, they yeah. were Disney stars. Right, right, right. And right. so, yeah, we were introduced to the Jonas Brothers and, you know, Disney. So they're clean, clean yeah, cut. Sure. Right. So we can yeah. trust these guys. Right, right, right. And as you kids. saw in the documentary, and it was just a really big part of the story, is that they grew up in the church. Which I did not know in the Assembly of God Church. Yeah. Really great. Like, yeah. And they just weren't like church kids, they were pastor's kids. Pastor's kids. Worship leaders. In church. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole Nine yards. If you if you have Amazon Prime, yeah. I totally encourage you to watch it because it was fascinating. I think it's a great picture into either the culture that you we may be in now yeah. to a certain degree, yep. or maybe even what it was ten years ago. Because they really grew up in the ch- church more like ten years ago. Yeah, it's and true. I think that even the church has changed a lot in the last ten years. I, w- I would agree with that. And so, but I think it's a lot of people's history, right? Absolutely. They can totally identify with what these guys went through. Yeah, anywhere yeah. from like. If you're 15 years old, up. Yeah, I would uh, say absolutely. So it got me to thinking. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the podcast. It got me to thinking about uh, kids, like elementary, junior high, high school, and how we as the church 
um, can help parents like have uh, spiritual conversations with our kids. Yeah. But beyond that, I thought, why don't I give you the opportunity to kind of share with our audience kind of what your philosophy of ministry sure. is and what does that look like? How how does that relationship look like to have spiritually healthy kids? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things, you and I talked about this, mm-hmm. how the Jonas Brothers, they're not like the deep end as far as like a Miley Cyrus who kind of grew up in the church and at some point in her early teenage years kind of had this profession of faith and now she's like as far away from at least an outward Christianity yeah, as you can see, Yeah, it's kind right? of tragic, yeah. It is tragic. The Jonas Brothers aren't that, but you see through this documentary this this journey of faith that they're taking and kind of questioning the church and God. Oh, yeah. And it's not, like, really blatant and out there, but you can, as a Christian, you pick up on all of these things. Oh, right? as I'm watching the documentary, I'm cringing a little bit because I'm seeing these boys who had such, I think, a positive experience about church and God, and now they're just drifting from their faith. Right, and I think as a parent, that's yeah. a scary thing. Oh. Whether your kid is <laughs> oh, a famous I'm about musician my kids watching this or just a regular regular yeah. kid, right? Yeah. Like, I have we we have kids, yep. and I think most people who are watching this podcast either have young kids or kids who are grown up yeah. and they've grown up in a church environment. Right. Right. And so what is going to keep them in their faith? And that's the thing I think about all the time as a parent is yeah. I want my kids to be successful. I want them to have great jobs. I want them to get yeah. to go to the right schools, get the right jobs, have the right uh, spouses, all of that. But the most important thing right. to me, this yeah. is for me, as a parent, is I want them to have a connection with Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, my philosophy as, you know, both a parent and then also a pastor who oversees the youth and children of Crosspoint Church is that there has to be a marriage between the church and then the family. Okay, so why don't you take a deeper dive into what that means then? Yeah, so uh, we use a curriculum here, and it's okay. widely used throughout uh, the church in, in America. It's called okay. Orange. Okay. And the, th- the, th- the thought is that you have, and I get com- the colors confused, but the basic <laughs> idea is that you have a the church who's like yellow, okay. and then the family who's red. Okay. And if you bring them together, you marry those together, it becomes orange, because you uh, need both yeah. the church and the family to successfully raise a child. To be spiritually healthy. Be spiritually okay. healthy, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so for me, it and the reality is, as the church, when I put on my church pastor hat, right. I know that we have, on average, two to three hours a month yeah. with a kid. Okay, let that sink in just for a second for our viewers. You're saying their spiritual education and when it formation. comes to the church, yes. Yeah, when it when comes we, to that's our what, that's input exactly. into the life of yep. a child, yep. we have because we get about an hour a week. Yep. If they come every week, and we know most families, they don't come every week. There's yeah, soccer good. games. There's vacations. Incredibly there's busy. Very busy. So we yeah. know that about two to three weeks out of the month, okay. we're gonna we're gonna get a child. So that means we get two to three hours a month to pour into the life right. of a child. Okay. Now, and let's think about there's the teenagers, right? So we have also Wednesday night. So maybe our teenagers, they get six to seven hours, but still that's six or seven hours, right? Right, right, right. In very formative years. Right, Right. which is important, but then the reality is, as a parent, now I put on my parent hat, Okay. right? Now, okay, so stop just for a second. Tell everybody the ages of your kids, because I think that will help them as well. So uh, I have four kids. Okay. So I have a a 20-year-old daughter. Okay, so... Who's a sophomore in college. Right, okay. Then I have a 17-year-old daughter who's a senior in high school. Okay. A 15-year-old son. i got to remember, they're all having birthdays. 15-year-old son, <laughs> okay. a freshman in high school. Right. And then my youngest is 12. 
he turns 12 in just a couple days. Okay. And he's a sixth grader. Wow. So you have a an elementary student and high school students and a college students. Yes. And for all intents and purposes, next year you're going to have a junior high student. So right. you kind of run the gamut. That's right. And so, okay. we, yeah, we and actually last year was a really weird year for us. We had a high school, no, college, high school, middle school, elementary. You had it all. All in one year. Wow. First and only year that would insane, happen. Insane, so, right, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I just wanted I just wanted our audience to know, like, hey, yeah. you, you've had the experience. You are in the middle of it right now. Yeah, and so, so, the, so yeah. the reality as a parent, when I put on my parenting hat, I see that I have way more influence right. on a day-in, day-out, hourly basis. I put in, what do I get? Probably two to three hours a day, right. at least with my kids. Exactly. You know, if, I, mm-hmm. if I, I'm around. And yeah, and me, more on the weekends, too. Yeah, and right? for me, yeah. it's, you know, a lot of it's driving back and forth to activities. <laughs> it it's, is, right? It's, yeah. yeah, being in the car. Yeah. It's I coach one of my, my youngest son. I coach his team, so I get a little more time with him. But those are, I have the most, outside of school, I guess probably school, my kids' teachers have the most influence, yeah, or maybe their school true. friends. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. me, I have more influence on the spiritual formation okay. of my child than when I have put on my pastor right. hat. Okay. I- so so you're trying to say, listen, uh, it's it's the, the church's role and the parents' role combined yep. that are really going to drive... Uh, our children becoming spiritually healthy. That's right. And so we need to recognize that there's a partnership that takes place between these two. Yeah, because here's the reality. You know, I if if you are as a parent, or me as a parent, if I have the perspective of I'm just going to send my kids to church and yeah. they're going to get everything that they need yeah. from a spiritual formation standpoint, it's going to do. They're going to get something, and it's going to be good. But right. the reality is, I as a parent, I'm the most influential right. person in right, their right, life right, right, when right. it comes to building their spiritual life. Right. So we're not just dropping kids off and saying, well, okay, I've, I've taken them to church, check the box, right. they're going to be all good. That's, right. that's just not reality. No, it's yeah. not reality. Yeah. And I think if we take a step back and just think about it logically, it makes yeah. sense, right? Absolutely. We know that as parents, we have, it's about everything else in life, right? <laughs> yep. If we want them to be formed in some shape, Right? In any it's endeavor, best. right? Sports yeah. or school or academic, whatever it is. Yeah. Playing yeah. an instrument, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So let's let's put your pa- your parent hat on right now. Let's okay. Start talking about the church. Um, it, so we're talking to our audience, uh-huh. uh, grandparents and parents yeah. and everybody in between. Um, how how can we become intentional with some of our conversations? That's one question. But the but but I wanted to talk about sometimes it's awkward. Yeah. I mean sure. I think I mean I found, I'm a lead pastor of a church. I've been in ministry over almost thirty years, uh, and sometimes having spiritual conversation with your kids is awkward. Oh, I, I don't know if yes. you have absolutely. You have any and, experience? Yeah. Well, for sure. And I'll talk about this in the intentionality part. Okay. But it seems like most of our spiritual conversations okay. for our family happen in the car. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and, raising my hand. Yes. It's it's weird, but it's so true. Yeah, and so it's that driving back yep. and forth, that dead time yep. where you, you don't, at least at this, especially my youngest son, he doesn't have, uh, you know, devices really that he's plugged into. So his brain point. is thinking. So he's thinking. Yeah. And so, and he's in by far my deepest thinker. Okay. And so he will come up with <laughs> some deep theological questions, right. like about, the rapture and like where I, one of my questions is like where do you even get come up with yeah this like stuff? How, what, do you how, know? how is that hitting your brain yeah 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 and so he'll ask these really tough questions and I think the awkwardness is I don't know 
okay, hold it, full stop, just for a second. But Andy, you've been a pastor for so long, surely you know all the Bible answers. I mean, yeah. I, I say that tongue-in-cheek because I think parents get really awkward. This is what I've heard. Yeah. Parents are awkward to talk about spiritual things because they don't feel like they know, and they're and they're they're petrified to have their kids ask something and then they don't really know how to answer the conversation. So they don't engage in that conversation because they're afraid they don't, they don't know themselves. Yeah. So how how do you answer that? Well, I think there's two things. One is, well, I don't know. Here's a thought. Maybe, you know, maybe it's this or that, right? right? And just start kind of talking it out loud and just allowing for the conversation to go. And I think maybe, you know, I'm trying to think of an example like, you know, um, what's what's heaven going to be like? Right, okay. Um, Great. Well, I, I don't really know. I mean, I, I've heard that there's streets of gold, but that sounds, literally, that sounds weird to me. Like, I don't know about streets of gold. Like, is, Do I need is streets it literal of gold? gold or is it, is it uh, you, you know, euphemism? Mm-hmm. And so... Like, I think of heaven as being this place that I want to be, and so that's open, free, and, you know, I'm going to run fast. and mm-hmm. I'm, So I start think, but then say, I don't know, what do you think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? And then let them respond to that, because they probably are going to have a different perspective, either the same or different, right? right? And so in this back and forth, because really that's what theological questions are all about, right? Yes. It's we don't really know. There are things that we hold as these are truths about who God is, yep. but a lot of it is we don't know it's this openness and yeah. this... Well, that, that's what faith is all about yeah. at the end of the day, right? It's, it's a world that we can't see. Yeah. But yet, it's this world that we can't see that's formed the things that we do see. It's this back and forth. I'm sorry, I'm going yeah. off on the theology, but the yeah. idea is with our kids to be to be to to not shy away from those conversations because you think it's going to be awkward, and not also not to be afraid to say I don't know. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and a lot of, I mean, I would say 75 percent of my responses in the end is we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Feel, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was just literally having a conversation with, with my one of my sons the other day and um, asking me, again, a theological question, and I was just like, buddy, I don't know, and uh, anybody that tells you that they know, don't <laughs> don't, don't listen to them, yeah. because it's just not clear. Some things, we, we want them to be so clear in Scripture, but they're just not, right. and we have to be okay with that ambiguity, yeah. and I think, especially as conservative Christians, right, uh, we want the black and white. We want the yes. box. We, it yeah. makes us feel comfortable, but really, faith's says that we have to hold open hands and say, it's okay to have the ambiguity to say, I don't know, God knows, and I trust him anyway. Yes. And we have to do that with our kids. It's absolutely true. Yeah. And it's, and I think the hard thing, the younger the child, the less they're able to hold a, that's good. hold an ethereal yeah. thought. Yeah. They want it to be very concrete. Right. 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 And so that's when I think when they're younger, you try to come up with some concrete answers. Okay. Right. Yep. And and I don't have a great example for it because it just is different depending on the question. Sure. But I think if you can you can give examples mm-hmm. that have a concrete picture in their head of, well, Jesus is like, okay, the, the, this is an easy example, okay. right? The, the triune God. Well, right. It's yeah. Like, well, it's talking about Trinity. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. the Trinity. Okay. okay. Well, okay. Well, I don't understand. In, in church, they said that Jesus is the Father, there's the Father, and then there's the Son and the Holy Spirit, but they're all God. I don't understand how that works. Right. And, you know, the, the example of that is, well, there's ice, well, right. water, right? And it comes in different forms. It comes right. in the liquid form, mm-hmm. it comes in the solid form, it right. comes in the, the gas form. And those are all the same, mm-hmm. but they're all different at the same right. time. Right. And so if we can have a concrete picture mm-hmm. sometimes, and s- sometimes, again, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But the more concrete we can make it for the younger, the child, 
and the more the more black and white we can make it. It's it's important, right? It Absolutely. is important, and so yeah. so part of that mm-hmm. is on as a parent, and this is what it's, a lot of times I tell our parents is, as a parent, it's really important for me to just be daily reading scripture yeah. and knowing scripture and understanding the Bible and mm. and also being aware to say I don't understand, I don't know, I need to go find, I need to research this. Yeah. But if we're at least doing our part to right. become spiritually, to grow spiritually, it yeah. helps us to answer some of those questions for our kids. That's 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 really good. And I think to tack on to that, to what you're saying, it's okay to say you don't know. And the day and age that we live, man, with Google and the internet and all that, man, do some research and then follow back up with your kids or talk to a pastor or whatever. And sometimes we're afraid because we think, well, the internet how are we going to know what's on the and it could be anything it could be really th- it could be really liberal it could <laughs> this, be, is, this is true and it's really but, true but in general yeah. usually if you look up a question yeah. a biblical question on the internet it's just going to be kind of fact based it's it's right? really it's true and so don't worry about it too much yeah, here's yeah. where we begin and mm-hmm. then when you start diving in deep then you're going to find some really weird stuff some really good stuff <laughs> some you know yeah. really really strange yeah, aliens right. and you know aliens who would ever talk about aliens yeah, yeah. i believe in aliens but you know that's another point. Okay, so we've talked about the awkward conversations that I think yeah. almost all parents are either going to feel themselves or their kids are going to ask something. But now let's shift from just those momentary questions that come and hit mm-hmm. us in the car, those things that I think are important or that would, they just kind of flow naturally, to now let's be intentional. How have you as a parent and a pastor, how have you been intentional with your kids to grow spiritually healthy kids? Well, I think one thing, going back to the car example, okay. because sometimes me as a parent and I've had a busy day yep and I've got to take my kid to whatever practice whatever activity I want to just zone out in the car right I want two, to listen two, to music two hands up I right? want to listen to the talk radio I want yep. to listen to my podcast yep. Yep. and here comes the question right right and I I sometimes I'm really good at this and yep. sometimes I'm really bad but if sure. I can be intentional turning the radio down yeah and then engaging in that yeah. conversation. And I think that's probably the hardest thing to do, yeah. right, is to just enter into the conversation. So that, to me, even though that's an awkward, that's really important okay. for that intentionality that's to good. actually engage in that so conversation. So you're saying engage. Don't shy away from that. When yeah. those moments come, strike them, because they're always going to come at inopportune times. That's this really is true. what I, this is what I have found, right? My yeah. kids are going to ask stuff, and I'm not in the mood. I'm too tired. I'm busy. I've got other things on my mind. But man, we got to recognize that as parents, this is an opportunity that's on their heart. we got to strike while the iron's hot. It's true. Yeah. I think the other thing to do, and this is really about more relational type things, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think... I think mealtime is really important. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about that because it's huge. Yeah, and so again, we have four kids. Yep. We're a really busy family. And so we probably truly sit down and have mealtime two to three times a week. And I think that's probably average for how that's about what we do too. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I think it's important to at least to say, here are the two or th- we're looking at our weekly schedule. Right. And we know that we have activities, 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 but here's two or three days where we can sit down and we can have a meal together. Yeah. And you know, we make them put the phones down. Good. We have to put you our do. own phones ah, down. Ah, so you take, hold on, I'm going to pull out my phone. So what do you do? You make them put it in the, in the middle of the thing or you just no, say, no, you just take we're it not, out? Yeah, if we see the phone come out, we're like, hey, 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 no phones. And, <laughs> put that and, down. And listen, it's sometimes they say, hey, hey, no phones, right? I love, my kids do the same thing. <laughs> I'm sneaking my phone, doing some email. And they're like, dad, stop that. Yep, I know, it's yeah. true. So I think just having that time, okay. even if it's not a spiritual conversation, sure. it's just relational. We're unplugging. Yes, we're unplugging. Okay. Okay. And and then the other thing, and this is just a really strange thing, 
is just chore time, right? And so oh, okay. chores, like for us, one of the chores that we do is every night we have them, you know, clean. If we we make our deal is you either make the meal or you clean up for the okay. meal. Okay, <laughs> we're the same way. Okay, right? that's so good. All right. most of the times the kids are cleaning up the yep, meal. Totally. And a lot of times conversations happen around there. Okay. Just the other night I had a really great conversation. It wasn't even a theological mm-hmm. question or a conversation, but it was just a really great conversation with my son as he was just him and I was sitting at the table. I was actually on my phone, just kind of piddling around, but I was engaged with him and okay. he was talking to me because he had nothing else to do, right? Ah, he's yes. washing the dishes, yep. <clears throat> nobody else is around. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's he's a um, quality time yep, person. Right. That's how okay. he shows his love. Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting there and we were just having a conversation and it was he was asking some hard questions, like things that he was walking through in his life. Right. Um, and, and like, uh, you know, friendship type things, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just me being there. Right? That's good. That's really good. So, um, anything else you've done intentionally over the course of your kind of family? And I know, you know, you've got a, a daughter who's, t- who's 20 right now, but yeah, uh, talk about family devotions or anything along those lines. What have you done through the years? Anything that kind of sticks out to you that's like, man, this is a, yeah. h- how has that worked for you? So just really honestly, yeah. we are not the great family devotion okay. yep. family. Okay. That's just not who we've been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that church is because I have been not a pastor. Yep. And I've been a pastor. Right. You've you've worked on both sides. Yeah. Right. And so having a family and so church for us has been really important and having a consistency of we go to church on Sundays, um, pretty much weekly. Right. And there are times we don't. Um, one of the things that we when my kids were younger and my two of my boys, one of my my oldest son is a really good soccer player. Okay. Plays on a really high division team. Right. Um, and we made a commitment to, to we just basically told him, and then we had to have the hard conversations with coaches. Is that hey Sunday games, if it's between in before, before noon, we won't be there. Right. And you, you drew a line in the sand. We drew a line in the sand, especially at that time. Our church only had one service, and right. so that made it difficult to try to navigate yep. those things. So just having, I think. Th- my kids seeing that we have standards yep. and we have church is really important. Yep. It just spoke something to them. You're you're training your kids that church is a priority. Yeah. And, and I, it, I don't want to blow I don't want to no I know. But I don't want to blow past this too often because I wish I wish more parents would do this. And again, I know it's not church. It's a, their spiritual formation, their right. spiritual lives. This is important. And then it supersedes a lot of other things. And then things. I think it goes back to the that concrete idea, yes, right? Because right. It's hard for me as a kid to understand that that's God. Right. And though church isn't God, mm-hmm. it's a representative of who God yeah, is. And that's so good. we're yep. saying God is more important than soccer or basketball or yeah. cheerleading or yeah. whatever the activity is, yeah. right? So, so we're going to say no to those things because this, this time is a priority. Frame, this, yep. is a, this is a sacred time it's for good. us. Yeah, yeah. And so we are going to do these things, and that's going to this, whatever the activity is, is going to take a back seat. That's great. That's great. Um, I'll, I'll kind of share a couple of things that I've done over the years, too. And I would say the same thing. We're not a hugely great devotional family either. Um, we've done things. Um, they've been kind of sporadic. But again, whether I've been the lead pastor or an associate pastor or when I was in seminary, we made church a priority. Like, we were there every week unless we're unless there's some extenuating circumstance or we're on vacation or whatever. Right. Even on vacation, I make my kids go to church. <laughs> and You're they make, more hardcore than we are. I probably right. so. Now, I but, have done this. I've yeah. done this. We were in Colorado, and mm-hmm. we went up to the mountain and had church on the mountain. 
it was really good for me. I think my kids did not really enjoy it that much, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's fine. But but my point is 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 the same with you that that as parents we have to take the lead to say that church is important and that we're going to be there. And the reason why we say it's important is because it is the time when we're uh, we're, we're forming our spiritual life. And if and if our kids know that it's not important to us, then it's not going to become important to them. Yeah. And so if you want your kids to really love God, love Jesus, and love the church, which I think really are together. Like we're supposed to not just love God himself, but we're to love community. We're called to that community. The church is his body, his bride. And so we need to love that as well. Yeah. Make that a priority. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, when my kids were younger, I remember this, the first 10 years of my boys' life, uh, my wife and I would both separately, every night before they went to bed, we pray, we laid hands on them and we prayed for them. Every, right. I mean, I'm almost without fail every single night. And, and that put within them this importance of prayer, of seeking God, that he comes first. Then when they got a little bit older, we kind of shifted kind of what we did. And, and, I, and I started doing like conversations at the meal, at the dinner table, okay. where we would go through all the major stories of the Bible. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I would talk to them and we started in Genesis and we just, and we just went through it. And just, you know, we talked about Adam and Eve and what does that mean? And man, the questions that they can come up with. It's true. And as the lead pastor, I'm like, I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. Good guess. You have to ask God when you get there. <laughs> well, that's really interesting. So think about this, yeah, though, from if I'm a parent who I don't really know the Bible very well. Yeah, right. So how would you suggest for someone to do that? Yeah. You know, you it would be very easy to go online on Google, seriously, and type in major stories of the Bible. Okay. And I think there's like 52 or something like that, major stories. And take those by, and it would take you five minutes to read that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't do it every night. Right. We would do it maybe once a week or a couple of times a week. And if you just just know the core of the story, mm -hmm. that's huge. Yeah. Just to say that God created Adam and Eve out of the mud. Did you know that? That we're formed from dust yeah. and that we're going to return to him? I mean, that's really simple, right? Yeah. Here's Noah. All the people on earth were, were, were totally unrighteous and ungodly, and God had to come, and, and he loved the world, but it was so sinful. You know, just those yeah. kind of things. You can take just a few minutes, and it would be so practical, and it would open up a lot of conversations. Yeah, I think if your kids are a little bit younger, too, maybe six, seven, eight, yeah. you could do that with the Bible app because yes, they have the kids. You. Bible app. It's great. Right. And it's still kind of the same thing where they just go through ma ma mainly yeah. the major stories. It doesn't yeah. go verse by verse. And so yeah. you could do the same. Idea. And, I, and I think I would tell parents, you know, I think there's this tension, like we have to do it every day yeah. and we have to be in it and consistent. And, so, and then when we're not, we get guilt. We get guilty uh, as parents that we're not leading them right. We're not doing it right. And I, I think the idea is if you could just have that thread through your family, through the life yeah. that we're going to be doing this in different seasons, it's okay. Yeah. Right? You're not going to yeah. have to do it every single time. It's okay. I think there's also something about modeling, right? Because yes, right. I, I remember my mom, me waking up and, and going downstairs. And when I was really young, my mom lived, we, we had a two-bedroom apartment, okay. and she lived in the living room and would have a fold-out couch. And so I would go downstairs in the morning, and she would be reading her Bible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And those memories in that Huge. day, I mean, yep. every day if I were to do it. Yeah. Some mornings she was up too early, but... I think that that just took, put in my head yeah, the look, importance of that. You're, you're almost 50 years old, Andy. Not, well, I'm 46. <laughs> I'm closer to 45 I can, than I 50. I can say that. Uh, but the point is that you still have that memory in yeah. your head. Like, that was very formative for you. Yeah. The latest thing that we started doing, because now my boys are older, right? They're getting ready to go into ninth grade next year, and I'm super excited about that for them. And so I was trying to kind of – I was trying to change things up. Yeah. We've started watching – I don't know if you remember the Bible series that came out several years ago in 2013. Yes, uh -huh. and they 
took all the major stories of the Bible, and it's on Amazon Prime if you're a Prime member, uh, and their videos. And I think there's like 13 of them. Well, we're working our way through okay. that, and so it's family time. Yeah. So they don't have an option. We're gonna watch, and so we're just going through it, and it sparks. So one of my sons loves to ask questions every five minutes. Dad, pause it. Dad, pause it. I gotta. Go. <laughs> and the other son is like, "Can we just watch the? <laughs> you know, whatever." But you know, taking things. <laughs> excuse me. That are. Uh, are interesting to your own kids yeah. helps them so it's not a drag, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've talked about the philosophy. We've talked about the awkwardness and the intentionality. What other tips that you might have with your parents before we wrap things up here? Yeah, the last thing I would say, and this is what something I tell parents all the time, and I have to remind them sometimes, and I when I remind them, it, it actually, people do something about it, okay. but there's something about community. Right, and if I want my kid to enjoy church, and again, it's that concrete thing. If I can associate God with something positive, and so building friendships, yeah. and that's where consistency really matters. Yep. If I'm at church, or and I'll take it a step further, I'm a part of a small group, a connect group, okay. and there's other kids there, and I'm building those relationships. Yeah. Then when I show up to church, I enjoy church again. I begin to associate church with my friends. I associate God with my friends, and it's a so positive experience. So good. Right? And the hard thing is it's really tough to do if there's not a consistency. Right, right. And so the more consistent How, how can I you am, get to know people and develop friendships if yeah. you're only around once a month? Right. It, it, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's it's always a drag if you're a kid and you're walking in as an outsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that's really and we really do good. our best as a kids ministry to engage and to draw in and to sure. and we do a great job. I feel like our we have some great incredible teachers yeah. here in our kids ministry and and Pastor Nick does a great job of engaging yeah. with our youth ministry. But it's just difficult if it's just once a month or yeah. once every few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Well, that's a great place to end it because I think you know at the end of the day, we're trying to build community here at Cross Points Church. Yeah. And we want to encourage you to lean into that. And it's only going to create spiritual fruit, not only for your life, but for the life of your family as well. So Pastor Andy, thank you so much for joining hey, us. It was great to be on here. Yeah. Someday you'll get Aura back. One of these days <laughs> we'll get Aura to come back. Hey, uh, just as a matter of reminder, please smash that subscribe button and don't forget to like us and share as well. If you know some parents that could use some tips like like this, feel free to share that with them as well. And we'll see you next week.